0: Welcome to another episode of Rooster Radio. I'm your host with the most, Cody with a K. This week, we're talking with Andrew Saltz, who is a proud Native American gentleman and frontman for the band Salty Dog. There's much to be said about this band's unique sound, but don't take my word for it. Have a listen to their song titled, OK. OK.
1: I see it's my room. My heart is mine. But it feels like my time is fine. Got I've been. But Jesus, yeah, yeah. a cross that I bear. Jesus Christ, I get some faith in the men upstairs. The pink and are Down here. A town here. A town I'm sure some Sunday has got a f***ing return of age. The thieves in your yeah, fornication, 10 yeah, pounds, please. Yeah, the good Lord knows. Yeah, I've worn out my yeah, shoes on sacred ground.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, what you've just heard is sauté dog.
2: If that doesn't make you want to take your shirt off and dance, man. Man, I don't don't know what
0: will. Right? And today we have Andrew Saltz in the studio. Welcome, Andrew.
1: Hey, man. Good to be here.
0: Dude, good to have you here, man. Uh, So now that's not just you, right? There's also uh, your other members. You have Patrick McCain, Matthew Mason, and uh, Caleb... How do you say his last name? Guardiola. Guardiola. <laughs> yeah, I was going to attempt. It's a,
1: it's a tongue twister. He was, gonna mur- he was
2: going to. He was going to butcher that I name. I was going to murder
1: it. <laughs> I, I did a couple of times. I used to just say, "Hey, man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's usually my
0: go-to if I just can't say it. So, but awesome, man! You guys come together to create a hell of a sound, unlike I've ever heard. Michael, I don't know what if you've
1: ever heard. A I mean, sound that's.
2: Like that. I mean, that's one of the most danceable tracks we've ever played on the show. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I mean, I was sitting here in my oh. chair. With You know, with what moves I do have.
1: I appreciate that,
0: (laughs) That man. fun. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how did you find these other guys, and how did you guys all connect to make what is Salty Dog?
1: Uh, Well, I started the group with my original drummer, uh, John Sutton, who, you know, now our drummer is Patrick. But uh, I met him in church. I met uh, Caleb in church as well. Um, uh, I just met the guys over the last few years. But, um, yeah, we just kind of with this song in particular, we just wanted to just have fun with it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, we just what's,
2: kinda... what's your, what, what kind of inspiration are you drawing? Like, who are you drawing inspiration from? Because I'm hearing some, some like. Personally? Well, for, for the music you're writing right now, because I'm hearing like some kind of throwback 90s pop
1: in there. Like For me, it's a lot of uh, Prince. Um, oh. Kind of like if you had like Prince and Alice in Chains kind of doing something together. They had know? a baby. Yeah, Yeah. That would be Salty Dog. Even like, I like to look into like collective soul oh. and how Ed Rowland used to use a lot of electronic. Well, he still does a lot of electronic beats, but you know, you have those hip hop feels, but it's it's rock in 90s, and it's I love that. So I, how I've always just tried to do that. About to be 24, uh, in well, the eighth, the eighth. <laughs> in a week, yeah, yeah. a week,
0: and right on. Well, happy, happy early birthday! Thanks, man, man.
1: yeah, thanks, man, absolutely now. I still like hearing someone say "Happy Birthday," and you know? I'm not to an age yet. Though. Yeah, no, I
0: think everybody does. What's your favorite kind of birthday cake? While we're on the topic,
1: um, I'm not a big cake person actually. So cupcakes, huh? Yeah, yeah, which is weird. I, I can do weird. cupcakes, but not cake.
0: No, I get down
1: with that. I can understand um, that. There, I like German chocolate cake. Oh, um, oh, does not But yeah. for me, it's more like a pie. I'm down with like a like just a apple pie. You know, just Dude, give me something else. That's but, but not cakes.
0: Some tres leches. I yeah. love a tres leches oh, yeah. cake, dude. Throw some candles on that. On one of those. My mom
1: used to do like a when I was younger because I didn't like cake. Obviously, like she would make a Jello cake. Oh nice! It would just be like Jello, and it's like you know, we put candles in Jello, and they would like fall over. <laughs> and it was bad.
0: I wonder what kind of I wonder what are, what are what kind of uh, birthday cakes Tough and love. birthday celebration uh, foods a pirate would eat. Because when I think salty dog, I think of pirates.
1: Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, that's. um, I think the question was kind of surrounding uh, what we were trying to go for. Kind of that, like as as long as that's maybe another question. uh, Like with the name, we were trying to get um, it to be about as far as like the name, uh, like a sailor, like a you know a a pirate or someone at sea. Yeah, we thought that was pretty cool.
0: It it is really cool. Yeah, everybody thinks
1: of salty dog cafe.
0: No, no, my mind goes directly What's to history and pi- I'm a big history nerd. So when I think Salty Dog or any kind of history, Thank you. history references, I automatically go. Need to get you some flags made. I do. Well, I have an anchor <laughs> tattoo that's going to be finished with an octopus.
1: Nice. Thank you. Thank you.
0: It's my first show tattoo show off. I haven't really shown off any show. Do you have any tattoos, Andrew? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. What would you, what would you get if you got a tattoo?
1: Uh maybe something like that maybe something nautical uh, Yeah just or uh you know I'm Cherokee so you know maybe something like traditionally you know tribal you know real Yeah tribal stuff
0: I don't know that would be interesting that would be very cool Do you do you draw any inspiration from cuz I'm a music nerd I listen to mm-hmm. all music I even listen to some of like the the uh tribal like the powwow music Yeah uh, do you draw any inspiration for for the beats for oh, Salty yeah. Dog from
1: definitely for like my first when I was starting the band with John and uh, we didn't really have the rest of the guys um, at hand you know a lot of the stuff that I was doing was in college on the first album was just really just solo stuff and I did a lot of uh, powwow type uh, you know I would just infuse a lot of native um, type sounds and beats and. Yeah Uh, Cultural stuff It was like More Experimental So I did a lot of that
0: Yeah Which is A-okay with me We still
1: do a little bit of it Like you'll hear Pads in there That are like Like I I love to Now just do like Flute pads or something But uh, Used to It was much more noticeable Now Now live We do We do like the We have the native drums And all sorts of stuff On stage live Nice Usually
2: I, I bet your live shows Are pretty rowdy Huh
1: yeah, we have fun. We have fun. Yeah. I, I'm crazy. I, just, <laughs> I, I've poured water on me. I've poured beer on me. I've poured uh, all sorts of stuff on me. I jump on the bar. You know. Nice. I just have fun, man. We have fun, dude. That's I imagine the crowd has fun. Because we haven't done a show since uh, September, so. uh next week is going to be crazy.
0: Oh, you have a show next week.
1: Yeah, it's our comeback. Okay. Next Friday.
0: So, so tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Um so I like I told you uh, earlier I I just moved to Shelby uh this past week. Um but I used to live in Hickory and that's where some of the guys live. Um but we're doing our comeback show at the Cabaret on Friday, next Friday.
0: Okay. Is the Cabaret is that in that's in Charlotte? It's in Hickory. Hickory?
1: Yeah. Okay. Which will, it'll it'll be cool cuz my birthday's on the 8th and it's on the ninth, so we're going to have like a birthday celebration for me and Oh wow. Uh I I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be some questionable decisions. Extra turned that <laughs> night.
0: That's cool. You're going to be extra turned up that night. Yeah, awesome. Amped. Yeah, for sure, man.
2: Well, yep. you, you brought up your Cherokee heritage. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to Chris Free. I'm assuming you know who Chris Free is.
1: I yeah. I um, actually go figure. I I met uh some of my girl. Uh, her dad owns Dragonfly. Yes, yeah, so and he's Shelby, there quite often. He played uh, yeah. last week, and we met. And uh, he's actually gonna let us open up for him a few times coming up soon. Hey, shout out.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome.. Great yeah, we guy. had Chris on the show last year. I uh, love the guy man. We're be- we've become friends, and, yeah, he's you know we we had a similar conversation with him about drawing the inspiration. He cause before he did, um, you know, it, it's more like Native American rock he's doing now, and he's—you're the second person I know now that incorporates a flute in their music. And so. I thought I was
1: the only one, telling that Chris. <laughs> I was like, okay. But yeah, he he did like
2: a lot of instrumental, what he calls world music, before yes, yeah. before doing this. So yeah, there's a lot of similarities there.
1: And uh, uh, Jamie, her her dad uh, uh, gave me one of his CDs while I was there, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. And I love it; it's great stuff.
0: Where are you guys doing your recordings?
1: So I, um, uh, I met a guy, uh, Steve Brown, and he's, uh, like a hall of famer producer that lives up in a uh, grant falls. Um, this is back when I lived in Hickory. So it was much closer than it is now for me, but, uh, we were just recording up there uh, at his place. It's in his house. Kind of, you know, it's like a home studio set up and you walk in and it's, it is top of the line. And I, I uh, I loved the environment. He records everything raw, you know, and it's it's really nice to have. We love that raw foundation, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, no no auto tune vocals, no like I mean, it is right. old school. Yeah. And then we try to just add in like the uh, the pads and you know the the beats and stuff. If we want to do like an eight oh eight or something, we'll we'll do different electronic stuff after the fact. You know.
0: Yeah. You you get you get that four on the floor down and then you just right. build off of that you know and that way it
1: sounds modern but it's really recorded in a in a much uh, really not a modern way at all you yeah know, it's really old school
0: which is which is fantastic and i think that's why the sound is so unique because everything now is so over processed overproduced overproduced yeah and and right. so you know the fact that you guys are able to to lay it down old school and then put all this new school on it is unlike anything I've ever heard, man. I, I just it gotta, is very unique. It,
2: I've I've got to hand it to you on that. And in fact, uh, here's the opportunity. There is a new album. Let's tell our audience about the new album okay. and where to find it. Yeah, good point.
1: Um, so we have it's uh, it's Desi- destination heartbreak is the one, um, and it's uh, we did it about well. We released it in September. That was the last show, actually, was our CD release. Um, and it was a, actually a trilogy album, but it, um, when we finished it, we just ended up putting it on one you know record, kind of uh, one vinyl. And we ended up doing it on vinyl. We had like a campaign that we had set up and sold a few vinyls. But um, pretty much it's uh, – we go through DistroKids, so it's pretty much out everywhere online, uh, all digital platforms. Um, and it's just destination heartbreak, salty dog.
0: That that new album, there's definitely a like a pop star vibe bubbling beneath <laughs> the surface of your music. I could definitely see some of these songs making it like a top forty station.
1: Wow, I appreciate that, man. We uh, it it was something that um, like like okay, uh, the song um that was played uh, that you know that's not on the album. It was just something that we we've done here recently as a single, but. Um, that's kind of what we're trying to go for and all the destination heartbreak stuff was uh, music that I had written on my own and then just presented to the guys um, but now, now when
2: you say you read it all all on your own did you write all of the music or I wrote all the
1: lyrics um, and then I just kind of wrote the basic uh, you know formula for it like the you know the verse chorus uh, this kind of progression goes here mm-hmm. um, and Uh, I usually try not to write, like, a pre-course. I usually let my guys do that because I don't know where they really want to go with it. Um, But uh, the whole, like, bridge section, all that, that was all just in the studio kind of experimenting. Funking around. I write the basic.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So you come come with kind of a skeleton and then you let the guys kind of fill it out and fill it up. Because I was going to mention... You're, there's a lot going on in your songs. I listened to the Destination Heartbreak album, and there's—it's yeah. amazing. You just said how you know it's—it's it's produced the old school way. Which, if you hear the album, and then you hear that you produced it that way, it's like no way. There's just way too much going there's, on, right?
1: And I—a lot of it. Destination Heartbreak was a lot of uh, piano, kind of. It was piano-driven.
2: Well, the and name of the album sounds like it's a bunch of sad songs,
1: but it's not. It's not.
2: It's not even close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just, curious uh, how you came up with that name for the album because it's a very upbeat. Ins- I would say it's very inspirational. Upbeat,
1: but the lyrics are very. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Like that's I, I uh, I'm like Robert Smith, you know, from the Cure. I can I can I can I can write sad lyrics, but it sounds. Like, hey, like let's a dance song. to this. You know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. I was really trying to dig into, my, uh, like, like uh, my roots, which is, like, you know, Elton John, uh, Leon Russell. like. So it, a lot of it is piano-driven, but then, you know, the guys would just kind of... I don't know. I, I love presenting my songs to the guys because if I, if I have, like, that skeleton, I take it to them, then I love that. Um, I love... Collaboration of it, just giving it to them, and then them saying, "Well, how about this?" And I'm pretty much open to anything they they want to do with it. I uh, I I I say it's like the scariest part for me is to present it to them because you know they're they're going to be honest with me and say, "Oh, that that doesn't sound good." (laughs) But that's always like my that's always my favorite part too is presenting it to them because uh, you know it's I like to see them take it to a whole other level. And somewhere that I never heard the song going. To. Well, That's I mean, a good it's attitude crazy. to
2: have—to be open to, to to that type of criticism and cla- You know, we've we've had bands on the show before. We ask them about their writing process, and you know, some some bands it's just one guy's doing all the work, and then yeah. other bands it's more collaborative. And I, I I feel as though when you open yourself up to constructive criticism, I feel like that puts you in a position to be even better if you cannot take that per- stuff personally and, you know, you know, Cody, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll write a riff and send it to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if I don't think it's great, I'll be like, well, maybe, you know, you can do this or, you know, or if I, if I like it, I tell him, man, hey, it's great. You're going in the right direction, but have being open, being able to be open to that type of constructive criticism I think makes you a better artist for sure yeah
1: and I even I even take it as far as like I'll go to like jam nights and I actually just got uh, invited today to start one um, up here too but I love going out to jam nights and just playing my songs with completely uh, like a list of new musicians I've never uh, you know, completely on the fly, musicians I've never heard of before, people that I've just met, and they're playing my my song and just trying to find it on stage, and then they find it, and they they might play something I never heard and that wasn't on the record. And then I'll go to the guys, and I'm like, we have to play this little thing that this one dude played <laughs> at this jam because I, I just love putting – well. It's kind of a double edged sword because, like, a lot of musicians might say, you know, keep it simple, and we have the tendency to say, go crazy. Let's just put everything we hear into this song, but make it tasteful and make sure that it's just, you know.
2: Did you hear what I just heard, Cody? It's pleasant. Andrews found a way to get free produc- production. Yeah,
1: that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I heard
2: was uh,
0: completely free and open to jam with all all comers, and I honestly, hearing that, man, I want to give you a hug. Cause that's Aww. my whole thing is like
1: I I used to I used to not I used to be like very oh this is I don't want to present this to you you know this is like my song and then I'm like I'm I love hearing what somebody might just put on my song though know, because it might just be especially like bass players like I'll hear a bass player play something that my guy didn't even think of you know and it's just where he was in that moment you know Well, bass players are
0: that. always the funkiest ones no oh, man I'm telling you. I'm down, yeah. Now you play multiple instruments, Andrew,
1: right? I do uh I, I play drums and I play keys.
0: Well out of the two, what's your favorite?
1: I gotta say drums. drums. I gotta say drums. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> I mean it's
0: with, the most fun to get to smack around some drums. It's a great workout. Bash on the cymbals a little bit. Um now in terms of your keys playing, do you like no notes and chords? Because I play keys. And I don't know notes and chords. I just transpose up or down to match whatever's going on and I can just run the one
1: Well, I know I know like basic basic theory, you know, I know basic jazz theory and I know all my all my chords and my notes, but I, I really when I sit down I just play by ear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how Literally. I play. Play by ear. Let if somebody puts sheet you. music right. in
1: front of me, I'm I'm kinda like, okay you know yeah <laughs> i'm still gonna do this by here.
0: <laughs> yeah and i mean it's and i brought that up because there it's just listening to your music it's so jammy like i just feel like all of you guys sit around and, and make up when you take the <laughs> the skeleton you guys just kind of jam on it and then and then it comes out amazing like that's is it am i right on
1: that do you guys yeah we we joke this? and say we're a, a well-polished jam band
0: yeah that's <laughs> nice. That's that's exactly the reference that I wanted to get to. Well polished jam band. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we also we also like to say uh, our jokes are our best ideas. You know. Cause, oh, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll be in the studio and I'll be like telling my guitarist, like Caleb. You know, he's very he he likes it to sound very much. In the pocket, and which is fine, and uh, just very much the way he thinks it's supposed to sound, you know, uh, radio ready, you know, and I, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's you're trying to cut loose and And have fun with uh, it. I'm just sitting there, and he'll he'll be playing around, and he'll hit something wrong, and I'm like, what was that? And he's like, no, no, that, that was the wrong note. I'm like, no, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. We're keeping it. Try to figure out something with that. And he's like, why? I'm like, no. And that's kind of like uh, in that song, some of those changes, I mean, those changes were just out of left field. We were like, Does that, is that right? <laughs> we're keeping it's just it. It's weird, weird stuff, but we just, I don't know. It's a process getting the guys to, to be – open enough uh, themselves to, uh, you know, keep the what they would think is a mistake.
0: Yeah. You know? I don't think any of that was a mistake, though. Like, <laughs> like, without you telling us, I would have just thought all of that was planned, and then the slow down part, and then, like, the rip your shirt off part, like... <laughs> That's that's what I'm calling the the end piece. I'm calling that the rip your shirt off part. (laughs) I mean, yeah, final countdown. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, it it sounds very planned. Like, hey, we're gonna hit you with some slowdown, and then boom, out of nowhere, we're gonna we're gonna hit you with this magic. Well, Caleb was
1: like, you know. let's let's try to figure out a bridge that kind of sounds because you know we were trying to get that funk feel Mm -hmm. and you know we're really big fans of like snarky puppy and different things you know lingus um and i was like well let's we need to reel it back in on like the bridge and he's like well why don't we just kind of do something like the almond brothers or something and so we were kind of trying to go into like a what is that song by the almond brothers it's just kind of like a like a shuffle you know Um, and that's what we were trying to do for the bridge you know just reel it back in and then just punch you right back in the face
0: man and that's that like the levels in music songs that do that bands that do that you guys included of course are my favorite because you can have a nice steady four on the floor the whole time without any kind of changes or anything like that and and it'll work but like let, when you take it to different levels and dips and dives, peaks and valleys in music, I think that's that's great. When you surprise your audience,
2: I think that's why this new album is a radio friendly album because it's got all the elements of what you expect a pop song to have, but more, but more, and and unexpectedly more. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? There, there's twists and turns in the song that you you just don't see coming. And you're like, oh wow, that's cool. You know, like <laughs> if you hear it on the radio, it's going to stand out. You know what I mean? Instead of just right. being background noise. So I, I think it's well done with this new album, man. I got to say,
1: you know, you've that, done
2: man. you've done some good really work do. here, and I really hope that our audience will go listen to Destination Heartbreak. Yeah, me too. By Salty Dog. That's right. Now, I really appreciate it. Talk to us about what's next for Salty Dog. What's the plan? What's what's coming down the pipes?
1: Uh so after after that record, I. Um, uh, we put that out kind of at the beginning of COVID. I mean, and we had our CD release a little bit later because with COVID, you know, we were like, well, should we do a CD release? I mean, what, what are we going to do? Cause it was at the beginning of everything and we didn't really know how people would react if they would come out. And, uh, we ended up having a great CD release with it. But, um, I, I really, um, uh, around, you know, the holidays, uh, that we just had, a. Uh, some of the guys, you know, split up. And so we had to pretty much solidify our lineup mm-hmm. and we finally have that. And man, I, I really, I really love this new lineup that we have. Um, we still have some of the original guys and uh, uh, just new guys that are going to pretty much uh, respect what's been done and, you know, take it to a whole other level. And um, with that album, like I said, it was a lot of stuff that I wrote on my own and then just presented to the guys. But, uh, starting like with okay and some of these other singles, we've really wanted I mean that was all you know from hitting the ground running, it was all of us running together. I mean there was nothing that I did pretty much on my own by myself. It was just all collective, and so we're gonna pretty much do that all the time from now on and if if I feel something else i 'll do like a solo EP or something but um, every so in is, other words, you have
2: a formula for what 's working for the salty dog band. Yeah, we but finally. But you've got other stuff that you like that's like our,
1: our our rhythm, you know, our groove, um, what we really want to sound like, and we really want that heavier vibe uh, in our songs. That's what we're trying to present there, like with the electric, the electric guitar solo and that, and different things. Like we're really trying to uh, present ourselves to, well, you know, like Charlotte and other areas with this uh, this grunge feel, the heavier rock. It's kind of becoming really popular. Um, and uh, there's just, we have a lot of guys that we know, friends and metal bands and things that we're just trying to, you know, get up on, you know, the same festivals with them and, you know, just have fun and it works. I mean, people really, I just, I do. just, I'm
2: sorry. I just had a moment listening to you say it at 24, you're 24 and, you yeah. know, you just talked about grunge music the way I talked about 70s rock when yeah. I was a teenager. Dude, I <laughs> so I, I, you, love, I just had a moment there where love. I felt so
1: old. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love grunge and anything 90s, and that's just... I've been wanting my band to get to that point, and we've...
2: It's true. The 90s were awesome. Your generation missed out.
1: We've... We, <laughs> no, we didn't.
0: We're getting to look back at the best of, hopefully, motherfucker.
1: Hopefully, people will grasp kind of like what my guys are trying to, and... Just kind of look back at that and say, you know, you know, we need to start making music like this again. Cool, um, I like
0: it, dude. Me too. I just have one favor to ask of the Salty Dog Band. Can you guys write a sea shanty, please? <laughs> <laughs> Soon may the well come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tongue is done, we'll take our leave and go.
2: He's looking so uncomfortable. He's not willing to commit. He's no, not going to do it. <laughs>
0: no, I know. It's cool. I'll work on it.
2: I did want to there was when I was doing some research on you, I came across an interview you did with Yes Weekly. And I wanted to quote you from that interview cuz there was okay. a quote I read that kind of stood out and it for me it was the best part of the interview. Okay. And it says and this is you speaking, I thought about how I'm Cherokee and I wanted to infuse our heritage into our music and shows. But more importantly, I thought about where the culture stands today within society. I think it's been so damaged that nowadays most folks barely cling to the hope that things can and will get better. And I wanted to give you an opportunity to elaborate on that because that that quote hit me and especially for the time that we're in right now with the social climate the way it Mm -hmm. So, you know, not to get too serious here, but uh, that quote hit me in a way that made me want to hear more. Do you mind elaborating a little bit on that?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't mind. Uh I just you know, being Cherokee and with Caleb being Cherokee, uh I just have noticed um just the like you said the current climate, but also the the climate that's been pretty much like the last 50 years for, for natives and just the the damage that's been done and just them just not having a voice nowadays. And um, just a couple of years ago, uh, when I started the band with John, I, I was trying to figure out, you know, what are we going to use as like an image or, you know, uh, like how are we going to market ourselves? And I just wanted to figure that out. And one of my buddies was like, well, why don't you just kind of, Make it about you know your ethnicity like Native Americans, and you know really push that. He's like, "Cause I don't really know." This is before we knew who Chris Free was. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we didn't know like anybody that really kind of did uh, anything like that with with Native American uh, elements and uh, infusing that stuff into the music. And I just really wanted to figure out a way to do that with our music, um, to just give um, at least you know our culture like a like a voice you know in in modern day cuz modern day times I, I just feel like natives are forgotten a lot of the time um, even in conversation you you might hear someone mention all these different ethnic groups but you know natives are always left out and i just yeah you know,
2: not I, to make light but it's it's not the the minority of the week so to speak you know flavor <laughs> of the week and yeah, yeah. it's no one's, and and that's that's why i asked the question i wanted to give you the platform to, um,
1: yeah, I just wanted to pay uh, respect to my roots and, you know, who I am, who Caleb is and, you know, bring that stuff into our music and hopefully by doing that, you know, shed some light on, uh, you know, uh, these these groups of, these tribes of natives that are struggling right now.
2: Yeah, and we hope, well, we don't hope, we know that once we get our doors open, there will always be an open invitation for for the, for yourself, Chris, as well. I and,
0: it. You know, I, I, and you know, any and all genres. Yeah,
2: any and all genres. But specifically for the Native American genre, you know, we can do we can do things to help. Yeah, you know, we can have a night of just Native American artists and nice. put a spotlight nice. on on that culture. And that's the, that's exactly the type of things we want to do. That's Not awesome. just for Native Americans, but for everybody. For all, yeah. But but I'm, I appreciate you. You know, uh, it, you, know st- you know, having a voice there, yeah, and and using your voice, you know, for something that's a little bit more important than yourself. Yeah, so, yeah, sure. so thank you for sharing that.
0: I uh, would want to do a powwow night, man. Honestly, <laughs> like if we could just get a bunch of, bi- dude. Honestly, nobody knows about
1: the powwow music. I'm all about it. Like so, on my essence album, like this is like the other, this is the solo. Yeah, album. Uh, not alone. I actually went to a powwow and I actually recorded it on like an old phone of mine, and I just dropped that. I was going to Gaston at the time Uh before I went up to App, and I uh, I had my phone and I just dropped it in class one day into the into the computer, and I made the song because I was doing that whole album in school. Like I I would make my album at school because I had everything I needed production-wise. Is that what you went to school
2: for? Is music.
1: Uh, music production, audio uh, broadcasting.
2: Oh, okay, nice. And
1: uh, I just, uh, I, yeah. There's the actual powwow. Uh, it's like this, the recording of the powwow in that song.
0: I love it. I gotta hear the song. So, yeah, dude. Well, I'm gonna go listen to some more <laughs> salty dog and more of your solo stuff. Why don't you tell our audience where they can find some more salty dog and uh, plug it away?
1: Um. So our Like our more personal channel on YouTube is just Salty Dog Official. Uh, But then if you want to check out any of our music, it's uh, online. Uh, It's just Salty Dog. Um, And that's Spotify, YouTube, uh, everywhere, iTunes, Apple Music.
0: Awesome. So definitely make sure that you guys out there listening. I'm assuming you're on social media as well.
1: Yes. uh, Facebook, it's um, just Salty Dog again. Uh, Our webpage is saltydogmusic.com.
0: You guys on the (laughs) Twitter?
1: No, not not at the moment. I no was. one's on
2: Twitter. Why do you keep asking that? I don't know.
1: I, I just want to make sure we hit all. the... One
2: of these days, we're going to have an artist's studio that's on Twitter, and we're just we're going to not have going a to whole ask. new conversation about it. <laughs> 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 do a whole show on this one artist that's on Twitter. Wow. Well, well, so
1: through those channels, guys, make sure. I used to have a Twitter, and it was pretty much just something I would get onto around Halloween, because Halloween is like my favorite holiday, and I start oh, celebrating nice. Halloween at like well, hearing about. A few months or so, you it's know. I start, start by September or August. You know, oh, I yeah. start way early, and I would scare my friends. I would go around with like a, a pumpkin, and I would just throw it at them or something. Nice. It was it was great. But I would I would film this and document it on my Twitter, dude. And that's all that it was for. That's amazing. And pumpkin I'm choking. like, this is this is <laughs> yeah. a waste of time.
0: Was the username on Twitter pumpkin? But now pumpkin,
1: looking back, I'm like, that was not a waste of time.
0: No, dude, throwing pumpkins <laughs> sounds fun as hell.
1: Oh yeah, and then I would just <laughs> I would leave them a candelabra or something. Oh
0: nice. Love it. Love it. Love a good candelabra. And I love salty dog, man. Hey Andrew, thanks again for coming on the show. Is there anything you want to leave our audience with other than pumpkin chunking? <laughs>
1: no, I think that's uh <laughs>
0: Wiggity <laughs> wiggity whack wiggity whack wiggity. <laughs> <laughs> Did we say we were doing that? What was the what was I saying earlier? What's w- it? Wiggity wiggity whack.
2: We're getting all kinds of hashtags from this episode. We really are. Powwow.
0: Pumpkin really chunking. This episode's <laughs> brought to you by Pumpkin Chunking.
1: Now you know the truth. The truth will set you free. Because that. I-